Welcome to the Tea Grannies. We're here to bring you writing, editing, and reading tips from the tea tables of our living rooms. Whether you're an experienced author or a new writer, pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for discussions on first drafts, querying, and everything in between. Today we're here to talk about getting started, and in this episode we will focus on giving direction to new and veteran writers. Before we dive in, though, we should introduce ourselves. I am Elise. Um, I'm a freelance editor on the side. I write on the side. Everything's on the side. I read fantasy. I write fantasy. That's kind of the space that I live in. I fantasize about how many friends I'd have if I left the house. And for fun, no, that's all I do for fun. I do some rock climbing. That's about it. I'm Maria. I work for our family business and I love to write fantasy romance. And it's also what I read. As you can tell, that's my favorite genre. I also have two horses and three dogs. So when I'm not reading or writing, you can find me at the barn with my horses or out with my dogs. And since we're both here and we're both ready with our tea, why don't we get started? So first up, we have National Novel Writing Month, which is also known as NaNoWriMo. This is a writing challenge that occurs every November. The goal is to write 50,000 words in the month of November, and that works out to 1,667 words per day. And that's quite a lot if you're not a regular writer. It Even if you are a regular writer, it can really uh, be a challenge to hit that word count. So the the best part about NaNo is it's a great place to write your first draft and get your first draft kind of done and out of the way from beginning to end uh, without trying to commit yourself to like a 100,000 word first draft. It can be as bare bones as you like. And it will get you in the routine of getting words on the page every day, which is probably the hardest thing when you're a new writer. Uh, all your fears and everything like that will keep you from putting words on the page. And Nano is also great if you're trying to get to the end of a project and you can't quite get through that last quarter of your book, third of your book. Uh, Nano is good for that because it gives you a deadline and one that is not self-imposed. So it's a lot harder to talk yourself out of it. And there's also prizes. So if you hit your 50,000 words, uh, there's stuff like 50% off Scrivener, which is a great thing to write your novel in. I love it. I write everything in Scrivener now. And uh, there's also a few other things like Readsy memberships, um, stuff like that. And so my experience, <laughs> I have done NaNoWriMo seven times and I've only won three times. So not great stats. Uh, but <laughs> that being said, it's been a very helpful tool for me. And yeah, at least what are your experiences with NaNo? I have only done it three times. So um that's already like, I don't care if you haven't won it, you've done it seven times. I've done Nano three times and won it three times, but probably because I only started doing it after we did the writer's studio together and mm -hmm. I had all that kind of writerly motivation behind me. So I was successful. Um, but each experience has been hugely dependent on first what project I'm working on and then what else is going on in my life. Um, and I think I tend to be the person who I'm at the three quarter mark of my novel and I, I need that nano to finish it because I always get stuck and I get convinced that I'm terrible at endings and they'll never succeed and they're always awful and I have to re write them 10 times before they get good. Um, so I need that, that little deadline right there at the end to get it all, get it all out there. Whereas like for beginning, I can, I can sit down and write 20k at the beginning of a novel whenever I want. Um, that's the most fun <laughs> for me. Like that's my favorite part. So yeah, I like it for the ending. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's helped me really learn how many words I can write in a day. Um, I think I think it's because mm-hmm. of Nano that I actually know that because we've done our sprints and we'll like we'll write together and we'll keep track of how long it takes us to write different words. I know that like four thousand words in a day is a massive accomplishment. I'm probably not going to get that very often, and that's huge. It's like the most I can expect from myself. So if I fall behind three to four days in Nano and I'm I need to get those words in. I know I have to block off like an entire weekend to catch up. So Nano's really at its best when you're consistently hitting those word counts and you're keeping on track all the way through because catching up is really hard (laughs) and you want to write every single day. Yeah. Uh, Every year that I have not won Nano is because I fell behind and I went, oh, one more day won't hurt. And then I (laughs) never recovered ever. Famous last words. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But all that said, in my third year, for Nano. I wrote the whole 50k in 10 days. Don't ask me how I did that. I don't know. There were like, I was looking through my stats the other day. There were a couple days where I wrote six to 10k. I don't know where that happened. I probably stayed up really late and started really early. Like those were, that never happens. Might never happen again. Don't count on that happening because that's not fair. And uh, by the end of Nano, I was at 72k. Like that was wild. And it was, it was again, I was at the three quarter mark with that story or kind of halfway and I wanted to finish it. I figured, eh, it'll take me about 50k to finish the story. 72k later, I did finish, but that was a lot more than I bargained for. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad if you get to the end of Nano and you've written like 50,001 words because I won one year doing that. I was sitting at my desk and I had like 300 words to the end and I was like, I'm never going to make it, but I'm, it's the last day of Nano and like, I'd be so mad if I don't just like push out 301 Mm. words, like I'm going to win. And I did, but even it's funny, like that close to the finish line, how hard it still was. Yeah. And like 50k on its own is a massive accomplishment, like 40k or 30k. Those are all massive Mm -hmm. accomplishments. You don't really have to be attached to the 50. That's just what it's all about and how they market it. But if you've done Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 or 40, you've done amazing, okay? (laughs) You you can rest confidently. Yeah, not everyone everyone can put out that many words a day, like... Yeah, it's not it's not normal, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I know mine was a little less. Like that. I was always struggling to get the to the one thousand six hundred sixty seven words, and then mm-hmm. um, I think it was last year I had no problem like just writing like mad. Um, so it really depends on the project, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. and what's going on in my life. Same thing. Um, the other thing is when Natalie will kind of comes around I kind of plan my whole life around it I'm like it's November like no extras like no extra social stuff like oh no (laughs) and then uh you know like making sure dinners are a little more organized have more time or um getting up a little earlier so I can do a writing sprint like whatever it looks Mm -hmm. like for you to make time that's you know, that's one of the benefits of it because you feel like you have to. And I think for a lot of us to get in the habit of writing every day, um, you need that push to get going. And then once you're doing it, it's easy. If you, and then if you miss a day writing, you're like, oh man, I feel crappy. Mm-hmm. I didn't write today. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the beginning, you're like, oh, I wrote 100 words this month. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after, after Nano, like what I've learned for sure is like, don't skip a day if you can help it. Yeah. If you fall behind by like a thousand words, 2000 words, you can usually make it up. But if you get like 10 K behind, mm. Godspeed. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. 
<laughs> Unless you're really loving your draft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In which case you probably wouldn't be that far behind at the first yeah, place. Exactly. But it does happen. Um, but yeah, the other thing is like having an accountability buddy, like there's forums on Nano, so you can make a friend if you don't have a writing friend yet, uh, or you can just use someone else in your life. Like I tell my husband, and one year I was determined to win. I think I'd lost the year before, and then I get a little obsessed with like winning after that. <laughs> and uh, so we have this little half wall in our house, and I would sit in my recliner, and he was sitting downstairs, but he could we could talk to each other. And he had the Halloween candy, and every time I hit oh, 500 yes. words, he would throw me up a Halloween candy. It was a really great reward system um, <laughs> and it worked the entire month. I had to like ration the Halloween candies. So, like I had enough left. I remember <laughs> that. I remember you telling me that during our sprints. Yeah, it worked. I'll do a lot of things for a Reese cup. I will. <laughs> so it worked really, really well. Um, so there's also Camp NaNoWriMo, which runs in April and July. It's not quite as popular as the November NaNoWriMo. Uh, that one's marketed more and is a little more high pressure, a little more prizes and that kind of thing. Uh, and it's been around a lot longer. But Camp Nano is also great. You can set your own word count and it's a little less pressure in that way. So, you know, if you've got 10,000 words left on your draft and you just need a little support, you can join in for April or July and go crazy. And uh, they also put you into cabins with other writers so you can get some support, little writing buddy, writing community feel. I haven't had a lot of success with Camp Nano. Part of it is scheduling. I have a lot more like work commitments and horseback riding commitments in the summer and the spring. So it doesn't really allow for me to have that kind of time to block off like I can in November, which Mm -hmm. is also my birthday month. So I highly prioritize November. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun month. It's like, no, no, it's my birthday. All the good things. Do it. All the good things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing Camp Nano right now. um, And I shouldn't be because... I have too many things to do as it is, as you know, but I'm a complete idiot. And here we are. Um, I was invited to do it with a group of writers that I know. So we're all in a virtual cabin together. Um, and I set myself a goal of 20,000 words because we've covered this. I'm an idiot and that, that is where we're at. Um, so as of today, I am. 600 words behind. I have been, Oh, you're almost, almost I'm almost up. there. Mm-hmm. I'm almost there. I have been at least a thousand words behind since the very beginning. Like I, I didn't start for several days. So that was several thousand words. And then I started catching up. And then a couple of days ago, I was like, Oh, I'm a thousand behind. I can do this. And then, uh, stuff happened. And then I checked again. I was like, Oh, now I'm 2000 words behind. I thought I was catching up. Okay. So I sat down this morning to do it. And, uh, it was a struggle it was a struggle (laughs) it was such a struggle but we're there and i'm checking in with you so that's helping me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i desperately want to finish this draft and that is what is keeping me going it's good motivation when you just want to get to the end yes almost there i can taste it (laughs) yeah and it's amazing how helpful it is to have other writers around you to get you to keep going um, mm-hmm. which is what brings us to the creative Academy, because this is like 
my favorite place to be as a writer. This is, I, I call it my writing home. It's a wonderful little community. Probably not little. It's probably a lot bigger than I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, founded by Eileen Cook, Crystal Hunt, and Donna Barker. Uh, so these women are mentors on everything from craft to business. Um, and they put the Creative Academy together online as this massive, massive hub of learning and belonging for like-minded people. So writers of all genres, all categories, um, there's some audiobook narrators on there. There's editors on there. Like it's just this massive, massive place to just be and to learn and to encourage each other. Like it's fantastic. So they host interviews and workshops pretty much every week or so and post them on YouTube and in different places. And it's free to join, but there is like a pay what you can option for those of you who can f- afford it to help keep the, the platform alive. But, um, yeah, this is. This is one of my favorites. Eileen is also um, a mentor for the Writer's Studio, which we'll talk about later. Yes, we will get to that. Uh, But yeah, for the Creative Academy, um, I get the most use actually out of the chat function, weirdly enough, because we meet there for our sprints Mm -hmm. and our little chats. And that's what gets me writing every day, uh, which is pretty awesome. So if you don't have an accountability buddy, you can find one there. Mm -hmm. They also have daily writing sprints and they have different time slots too. So, um, you know, if you live in a different time zone, then you're not going to be, you're not going to miss out. They have a couple, a couple different ones, like two or three a day. I think now it's gotten quite popular and you can check in with your word count and everyone's there with like a little chat function. And it's pretty awesome actually. They also do uh, blue pencils and you can do them with Eileen, Crystal or Donna. So they workshop some sample pages from you and you do have to be brave because the results are public for the entire platform. But it's a great place to get a taste for workshopping, which is something else we're going to talk about uh, coming up. So also a great place if you're looking for a member, members of a workshop group where you want to join one, you want to create one on your own. That's a really good place to look. And yeah, so aside from our writing sessions, what are your favorite parts of the Creative Academy? Um, I think, yeah, chat function is at the top of my list as well, which you've covered because um, the accountability <laughs> piece is probably the, the biggest thing. Um, yeah. But I, just the community aspect, that's why it feels so homey to me. I'll, I've made a couple of posts, just random questions about whatever I'm working on, whatever project I'm in the middle of. Like I had a question about if you're writing a series, um, some technical thing that I was wondering. Um, and I usually get responses pretty much right away from either Eileen, Donna, or Crystal, but then also all sorts of community members that I've never talked to before. They'll just throw in some opinions, um, add some insight that I maybe didn't think about before. And it's, it's really great. It's kind of like Facebook, except that you scroll through and everything is curated for writing. Like you're not, you're not scrolling through people's random life updates and learning so, about their kids. So much better than Facebook. <clears throat> yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can kind of like procrastinate while being mildly productive because you're doing research <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Well, there's lots of stuff to dive into. Like if you've really been a solo writer so far, there's so much that you can continue to do on your own in the Creative Academy where you'll learn and and find a bit of that community feel, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, the the nicest thing about it. Yeah. And I found a lot of really good learning material um, in the indie publishing area. They have a whole bunch of resources for that. So as I just started diving into this process of self-publishing some of my own stuff. Um, I feel like I can find everything I need to know in that hub and just 
work my way through it and read up on things. And it's just really encouraging to know I have a place to go where I can look for answers to all of my many questions. Yeah, there's always so many things that you can Google. And then you're looking at these like blog posts and you're like, this is not helpful at all. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There is so, so much helpful information there. It's just, yeah, it's the Mm -hmm. place to go when you need help with something Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, So we mentioned Eileen a little bit earlier. She also uh, mentors for the Writer Studio, which is what we're going to dive into next. Yeah. So the Writer Studio is at Simon Fraser University, which is in British Columbia, which is in Canada, if you did not know that. And uh, there's an online option as well as an in-person option. Our experience is only with the online option. So we'll only be speaking about that, really. Um, So you do have to apply, you send in a sample and an application uh, once you're accepted. They put you into four different groups. There's nonfiction, fiction, speculative young adult, and poetry. And we were in the spec YA group, for your reference. (laughs) And they do cover some broader topics like world building and character development. Um, And once you're in your workshop group, so you do that with the genre group that you've been separated into. I think there was seven of us, maybe eight of us. They're not terribly large, but that's enough people. (laughs) Trust us. Yeah. So the majority of the writer studio is spent in your workshop groups and you submit pages and then you meet online, similar to like Google meets type of uh, situation. And you talk about your feedback and you offer, you know, your good feedback, your critical feedback and Eileen kind of, or whoever your mentor is for your group guides the session and offers her own feedback as well. And you'll also be doing this in your Word doc with track changes. So that's something to get familiar with Mm -hmm. right before you, if you apply and you want to go, it's something to teach yourself to use. And uh, it was a blast. Like we actually still meet with our workshop group. Like we lost one member, um, but she's, I think more middle grade. So it wasn't really in her best interest to carry on with us. And uh, yes, we meet every month. We workshop pages and all the rules apply like 10 pages and like kind feedback and everything like that. And it's been incredibly helpful. Your studio itself is pretty expensive. I believe it's the same price for online or in person, uh, which is $5,400 Canadian. And it's about 10 months long. So it's quite an investment, but I think it's a worthy one if you have the opportunity to to do it. And uh, yeah, we both loved it, but Elise loved it so much. She was a TA for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a fact that Eileen constantly mentions to me. Uh, she says she's she trapped me for two years, but like I've told her, you can have me for, for as many years as you want. Just just say she writing way. trapped you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, she invited me to to act as her TA, so I did some admin type stuff for the for the group, and then I also just kind of participated in in the feedback, in reading everyone's pieces each week and um, providing feedback in the in the the workshop groups. And I met so many fascinating people, so many amazing writers through that process. Like it's just so much fun. It's so community. Mostly me though, right? Uh, Yeah. Well, obviously (laughs) we talk on a daily basis and then I catch up with everyone else when I have time, but (laughs) yeah. So I'm still in touch with a bunch of them, but yeah, it's, you're the best. That's fine. Yeah. You're going to meet your writing best friend in the writer's studio. That's what we're getting at. (laughs) They don't put that in the, uh, the, uh, class notes, but it's going to happen. It's a good sales. Yeah, I think for me, my biggest takeaway from the writer's studio, aside from our writing buddy, 
friendship um, was the workshop groups. Uh, I had never even really received feedback on my work, partly because I was terrified for anyone to read it. Um, I was terrified they would say it was terrible. It's awful. You suck. You should never write. Uh, Pretty much all the things that run through your head as a writer on like a daily Mm -hmm. basis. So I was pretty scared. And the first time uh, we were going to do feedback, I told Eileen I was so scared. And she's like, well, just ask for like gentle feedback, you know. And I got good feedback. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm not that awful. And that was a huge confidence boost for me. Of course, like going forward, yeah, there's more critical feedback, which I totally needed to hear. And I was once I started to get feedback, I just wanted more of it. I was like, I'm addicted to feedback. I love feedback. My favorite thing is getting feedback in my inbox. I just like screech with joy. It's the best. So that does come, you do come around to liking it at some point. You know, you think that you won't, you will. And uh, yeah, the other thing about the about workshopping is, yeah, you're getting feedback on your writing, you're improving your writing that way. But the biggest benefit is you're doing that to other people's work, and you're going to start to see your own mistakes in their writing. And you'll start to see how you suggest they fix it. And then next thing you know, you're much more aware of that in your writing, your writing gets better. So the more you workshop, the more you receive comments, the better you mm-hmm. get. And that's pretty much the best part about the that experience for me yeah so yeah if you compared my writing uh now to when I applied it's like I'm a completely different writer and in the best sense like I think a lot of the ideas are still there and the the vibe is still there but it's just much much better um but yeah if if the writer's studio isn't an option for you there are other online courses out there yeah so I've taken a few creative writing courses through um, a different university and, um, it depends, it depends what you're going for. It depends what you're looking for. I would say a TWS is special because it's this certificate program that is completely curated for a certain kind of experience, whether, mm-hmm. if, whereas if you'd like attend a regular university just for a couple creative writing classes here and there, um, it's structured a lot differently and it really depends on the prof. So, I've had a few different experiences, one with a, a nonfiction creative writing class. The prof was incredible. She was, um, she ran it quite similar to the way that our workshop groups ran, where we would write together mm-hmm. in class. Well, that was a bit weird. We wrote together in class doing prompts, and sometimes we'd have to read those out loud right away, which was like, that's I hate interesting. that. That just gave me anxiety. No, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, like it was, it was, it's pretty stressful in the moment, but also kind of fun because it's like, okay, what can I come up with? And there were some really interesting prompts. Um, but then we would also have different assignments to work on, which we would then workshop as a class together. And it was a very small class. So it's very similar to how TWS worked. Um, but like on the flip side of that, I took a script writing class online through the same university. And, uh, my experience there was absolutely horrendous. Like it was terrible. Uh, I hated it <laughs> and I will never go back. Like, <laughs> so, and it, that was completely dependent on the prof. I, the prof and I did not, um, see things the same way. I find mm-hmm. that with with creative classes, there's sometimes this tendency for the prof to grade you on your process. And the creative process can be so different from person to person, right? So like, yeah. if I didn't outline my script in a certain way, or if I didn't outline my script at all, because I'm just a writer who flies by the seat of my pants to start, and then mm-hmm. I outline after, that wasn't a valid option. That was not, um, yeah, no, not going to happen. So yeah, I I did not enjoy that one. And it 
you'll get good ones and you'll get bad ones. And that's just kind of yeah. the nature of it. So it's a bit of a luck of the draw type of situation. Yeah. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did um, one course at SFU like ages and ages ago. I hardly remember it. Um, the only thing I really remember about it was there was no instructions on how to give feedback. And so mm-hmm. the feedback was questionable. Even if people meant well, it came across not well. And yeah. so I actually kind of walked away from that and was not very happy. And I was a little worried about applying to the writer's studio for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I got over it. And I'm glad <laughs> I did. But uh, And then after the writer's studio, I did two courses through the uh, continuing education online courses at SFU. Mm-hmm. I did structural editing and stylistic editing. So two also different experiences for me. Um, (laughs) structural is my weak spot. So I was most excited for structural thinking that would help me so much. Uh, The thing I hadn't realized when I'd applied was that these are really based on editing nonfiction. So it didn't quite, a lot of it does track, but it, it was a lot more difficult for me because that is not my strength, Uh, nonfiction and then structural. It was like a disaster is what it felt like to me. And uh, (laughs) So I didn't get a lot of good takeaways from the structural class. Uh, Stylistic was a piece of cake for me. That's where my strength is. It was very natural for me. I kind of, I think I blew through that class in half the hours it took me to do structural and they're like the same length. So there's that too. I mean, I was trying to challenge myself and I didn't really get anything out of it. And then the stylistic one was in a way um, not really worth the money I paid because I didn't really get as much out of it. My favorite part about that class actually was the discussion groups because a lot of like-minded writers over there for stylistic. And so I felt quite at home there. Um, And these courses were like five to $600 each. So they're not cheap either, Um, cheaper than the writer's studio. But I mean, if you're going to put a few grand into your writing, I would recommend you do the writer's studio over Mm -hmm. individual courses. Yeah. And and the courses that you took were part of their uh, SFU's uh, continuing studies editing program, which I'm I'm also in that right now. Um, And like, I can see the draw for some writers to want to take it to better their own Mm -hmm. editing. And that that could serve you that could work well. Um, But it's definitely more for people trying to get into editing as a profession as a career. Um, I have a freelance editor on the side. So I'm finding the courses very helpful. I'm taking structural and stylistic in the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now I'm doing copy editing, which is, whew, that's a lot of work, but it's good. I'm learning so much all the time. It's just like, it's hard and I'm a little bit terrified and imposter syndrome is setting in and it's uh, all good stuff. Oh, that pesky so, imposter syndrome, oh I God. tell you. It's going to be so, so much worse when I take the grammar course next month. I am terrified. I'm terrified. I've heard such terrifying things about the grammar <laughs> course. Like people are like, be prepared. It's the hardest thing ever. And I was I was going to take it. And then I was like, maybe, maybe I'll wait for at least to take it first. Honestly, though, it's, it's probably better for you. to. It's, it's probably better for you to wait for me to do it first. That's not yeah. uh, such <laughs> a bad plan. <laughs> exactly. Only one of us has to spend the money to find out how it really is. Um, exactly. But I know it'll be, it'll be a beneficial uh, course for me in my editing stuff. And then I can tell you if it'll be beneficial to you in your writing stuff which I assume eh, probably not like you can always improve on your grammar but when you're a writer you write and then you give it to an editor because you miss a bunch of stuff anyway so you know you don't really need to pressure yourself I send my work to you to be edited so uh, maybe (laughs) as long as you take it I'm still gonna benefit right exactly so you don't even have to take the class you just say okay at least take the class because it'll benefit me in the long run 
<laughs> that's a hundred percent why I'm doing this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Just for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Glad that's out in the open. Now, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, one of our favorite experiences, which is conferences. So there are many, 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 many conferences all over the place. If you ask someone who's a writer who has been to them, if you ask them, oh, where are some good conferences? Where are some good like workshops? That's just Every person is going to give you a different one. So don't do that too much because you'll get overwhelmed. Um mm-hmm. A bunch of them have adapted since COVID with different online options. And for this section, we will be talking strictly about our personal experiences with a local conference, local to us in the Vancouver area, uh, the Surrey International Writers Conference, yeah. which is incredible. We did their online option last year and it was fantastic. We did their in-person the year before. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of good things to say and think about this process. Mm-hmm. So I've been to the Surrey conference twice, once online, once in person. And I've also been to Creative Inc., which is a smaller conference in Burnaby. Uh, I preferred the Surrey conference. It's a lot more intense. There's more agents. There's more panels. And they do something fun called Surrey Idol, which I will talk about in a moment. And uh, the in-person one was a total blast. It was just the one thing you have to be prepared for is it's quite a long day. Um sorry, long days. Uh, there's it's usually about three days. And we were taking notes the entire time, paying attention the entire time. And by the time we drove home on Sunday, we were both completely done. <laughs> Couldn't even form words. I was so tired. <laughs> but it was great. The online option is nice because the material is available for like a whole month. Um, so if you actually missed the conference, you could still access everything was pre-recorded. And that was pretty great. Um At the Surrey conference, uh, my favorite part is what they call Surrey Idol. And everybody can hand in the first page of their story. And there's a panel of agents. And Mary Robinette Kowal will read your first page. And the agents will give feedback on it, why they would keep reading, why they stopped reading. And uh, last year, for the first time, my page got chosen. Mm -hmm. And it was... It was pretty nerve-wracking. I was hardly able to listen to her reading it because I was <laughs> so nervous. Um, and it was actually like the we were right at the end. And she's like, oh, we have time for one more. And that was my page. So if they cut it off, I never would have gotten this great feedback from the agents. Uh, and that was so encouraging and, and wonderful. And the people in the chat were giving me uh, such nice comments about it. And so that was a hugely... <laughs> hugely helpful thing to happen to me. It kind of took away some of my fear about querying that project in particular, uh, since I didn't have any success with my last one. Uh, and I put all four of those agents on my query list. You bet I did because they liked it. <laughs> and I'm not going to forget that. So that was fantastic. Uh, they don't obviously get to everybody's pages. So you're putting it in. It's just random luck of the draw if you get your pages chosen. Uh, of the two years that we've been out of everyone in our group, uh, my page was the only one to ever get chosen. So there's quite a lot of people that submit. So, mm-hmm. but it is fantastic. And I, I enjoyed that conference so much. Creative Inc. was good too. It was a little more, um, it was quite busy and there didn't seem to be as many like panelists and things like that. Uh, I think because maybe it was never meant to get that popular. Okay. Uh, I did I did like it though. It was my first conference I went to and I went by myself because you weren't able to go with me. And so it was quite, <laughs> I was quite nervous the whole weekend <laughs> I was there. And I actually had a page from 
my other story uh, read to a group of agents as well at that at that conference. Uh, less agents, so I think there's only two or three, and two of the three would have kept reading, and one of them wouldn't have kept reading. So I still walked away from that pretty proud. Uh, the worst part about that was I was sitting at the back of the room, and at the end you could put your hand up and claim your pages if you wanted. Oh, so I did. And then oh, the whole God. room turned around and looked at me. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, introverts beware. It's so slightly, slightly scary to go do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed both those conferences. Um, and I think that they're such a helpful tool, especially – if you're looking for a writing group or you need some guidance, like for me, the best part was um, all the information from the agents, how to write query letters, synopsis, what made them stop reading queries, uh, how many they get. They get so many. Mm -hmm. It's like really do not send in your work until it's ready because yeah, it's pretty intense how much they have to go through and how easily your, your story will um, get put in the no pile just mm-hmm. because they have so many. Yeah. So that's something to think about too. I, I think it depends on where you're at with your writing, uh, what, what parts of the conference you'll want to attend. Like, I think we focused a lot on agents when we went last time. Uh, but if you're still, you know, you're not near having an agent, uh, there's lots of other workshops that are great as well, but don't neglect that as uh, either because the agents are just, when are you ever going to get to quiz them on things like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at a conference, I'd say it's probably it's probably worth it to go every year <laughs> just to just to hear the yes. agents and to refresh yourself on like they get this many queries every year and they have to sift sift through all of them. So like it's an incredible reminder that a rejection doesn't mean your work is bad. Yes, that is so so true. Like when they talked about how many they get, like their inboxes are flooded with mm-hmm. queries, which is why they're only open for queries for so long. Because can you imagine if oh they weren't? And I, at one of the panels, I think at Surrey, they were saying like a lot of people are querying and they're not ready to query yet. So their yeah. main advice is really to make sure that you've had your work looked at by other people, you've had it workshopped, you've edited it, it's copy edited to the best of your ability or have someone else give it an edit and make sure that, you know, you've got all your punctuation correct and everything like that. Because nothing screams unprofessional, like (laughs) misspelled words and bad, uh, (laughs) bad dialogue tags and things like that. So you really want to make sure that you are as ready, as good as it can be before you query it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I love conferences. I think they're a wonderful, wonderful tool. We've talked about a whole bunch of different things. That's a whole lot of information to sift through. So if you want to look into any of the different pieces that we talked about today, we're going to leave links to each um, to each item in the show notes. But as a quick recap here at the end, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, it's a huge community boost, and it just is great for getting your word counts to skyrocket. Uh, the Creative Academy is the perfect place to find a writing buddy or a group of buddies who will spur you on and celebrate with you and work you through the hard stuff. Uh, the Writer's Studio or the Writer's Studio Online is an um, amazing for writers who want to get serious and take their craft to the next level. That's through Simon Fraser University. And then writing conferences are for all of the above, since you can't get anywhere in this world without networking. And what better way to network than with a bunch of nerds who are nerdier than you? <laughs> 
And that's the tea on getting started. All links will be in the show notes, like Elise said, and you can reach us anytime at theteagrannies at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to put the kettle on. We'll see you again in two weeks for an episode on first drafts. Happy writing. Mm-hmm.